There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Our series is viral videos, and uh, here, listen, let me tell you something. If I just get up and walk off the stage because of how funny this thing is to me, y'all just go up and worship and start praising the Lord, okay? Because this video is so funny to me. I dreamed about how funny this video is. Watch this. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Move your pocketbook, honey. Uh, so, somebody, you better go to the bathroom. Well, I'll let her sit right here. You don't save no seat for nobody. You better stay put. She gonna have to go find her seat. What'd you say, ma'am? Because I'm not gonna move. You're not gonna move? Mm-mm. Oh. It can't nobody move. Oh, okay. Okay, so listen. She says, move your pocketbook, honey. Listen, she told what was in her way, move. And then when they said somebody else is sitting there, she says, she's going to have to go find her seat. Some of y'all, you, you are too nice to the enemy. You need to learn how to say move. When I was here, you're going to have to go find you a seat because you don't save no seats for nobody in a place like this. She said, well, ma'am, somebody's sitting there. Well, I'm not going to move. Uh, you ain't going to move. Mm-mm. And ain't nobody going to move me. Can I get you to open up your mouth and make this declaration? Say, for the rest of this year. I will not be moved. Say, and ain't nobody gonna move me. Just look at somebody if they're around you and say, move your pocketbook, honey. Say, because I'm here to take over. I wish you would have some faith. I wish you would act like the rest of this year is gonna be the best of this year. I wish you'd act like today was the beginning of a brand new spiritual year. And I'm telling all of the baggage that was against me last year, Move your pocketbook, honey, because I'm about to take my rightful seat, my rightful place, my place. My God, Lord, speak to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's get to work, guys. Our series is viral videos. Today's is move your pocketbook, honey. 
We didn't show you the whole video, but if you saw the whole video, sister was strolling across. It's a graduation. She's strolling across. And as she's strolling across, she decides, that's what I want. That's where I'm going to sit, and I will not be denied. Some of you need to declare about your healing. That's what I want. That's what I'm going to have, and I will not. You need to declare about your seven-figure income. That's, I don't know why you're so quiet. That's what I want, and that's what I'm going to receive, and I will not be denied. I rebuke every ounce of you that settles. I rebuke every ounce of you that set us for being an average Christian, an average dream teamer, an average worshiper, an average harvester, an average mother. There's nothing about you that's supposed to be average. Look at somebody and just say, move your pocketbook, honey. Yeah, I'm here now. Some of you need to tell your family, move your pocket, big honey. You've been running this family crazy for years. Now, there's a new order in town. You've been walking in generational curses for years. There's a new order in town. God, uh, The first thing I want to pull from the video is this. When she walked up, she says, move your pocketbook, honey. They said, just somebody sit there. Look what she said. She can sit right here. Give me a pocketbook. Let me have your pocketbook. I need, give me a pocketbook. Somebody give me a pocketbook. Hurry up. A pocketbook. A purse. A purse. A purse. Thank you. <laughs> this is a pocketbook in the South. Thank you for your pocketbook. Now, ma'am, you're in a gym. There are lots of available seats. But she decided that's where I want to sit. See, here's the problem. There are certain tests you go through because God needs to test your resolve. Do you really want to be a curse breaker or are you okay being like the curse folk in your bloodline? Because if you're okay with it, then you're going to walk up and say, listen, I can't do it because something's in my way. I can't do it because something's blocking me. I can't do it because something's stopping me. She looks at the pocketbook. Because in the South, you put a pocketbook somewhere to save a seat. Y'all know what I'm talking about, ladies. You would put, put four purses waiting on your family. I wish, don't y'all look at me like that, waiting on your family to come. You got everybody's purse. Girl, put your purse over here. Put your purse over here. <laughs> Fellas, we don't know nothing about it. We watch them do it. We don't know nothing about it. We just sit there and say, anybody going to sit there? She's like, just in case somebody does, put a pocketbook right there. And the enemy has put some pocketbooks on your promises. <laughs> There's some stuff that is in your way. And God says, I need to see how you're going to respond to the resistance. Because if you respond like a punk, you ain't going to get the promise. But if you respond like this, oh, gee, I just showed you on the video. God says, you will rule, you will reign, you will conquer and subdue. Lay your hands on yourself and say, test your resolve. Sister sees the pocketbook. And when she walks up, she says, this is where I'm sitting. I'm not being in debt in 2021. Not this is where I'm sitting. I ain't tolerating no sorry, sloppy people on my team no more. That's where I'm sitting. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. I'm not tolerating messing my family anymore. That's where I'm sitting. I'm not tolerating a messy marriage no more. That's where I'm sitting. I'm not gonna be up and down and up and down emotionally. So this is where I am sitting. 
Let me back it up with scripture. And I have seated you in heavenly places, which means the pocketbook was in the seat that was already promised to us. So when she says that, she's just not doing that just to be arrogant or just to have some kind of malevolent intent. <clears throat> she is literally activating a spiritual principle because the spiritual principle is this. God says, I seek you in heavenly places. Which means, watch me, if you are ever in a place in life where you have been dethroned because of your destruction, there's a problem. If you are ever in a place in your life where your stress has got you out of your seat, See, some of you dream teamers, your stress has got you out of your seat. And God says, you better tell that thing to move your pocketbook. Because God says, I heard the Lord loud and clear. He says, some tell them that because you taught them well, the only thing that's been keeping them is they giving and they serving. And if they drop that, God says, this next blow, they won't be able to survive. But for everybody that's a faithful giver, for everybody that puts God first, can I get you to release a praise that watch me? God's about to move some pocketbooks for you. She looks. She looks and she looks at the pocketbook. And you know what she says without hesitation? Move your pocketbook, honey. The fellow responds, there's, there's somebody sitting there. She can sit right here. Then he says it again. Because here's what you need to know. Your tests will always be double. Please catch that. What do you mean? So the first time you face it, you may beat it and you think, I'm good. Then the enemy will come again a second time to see if your response will change and your resolve has now been lost. See, for some of you, like, why am I going through this again? Because God says, are you going to respond the same way or are you going to relax this time? Are you going to have the same level of aggressive you did when you started or have you let the pandemic make you wear out? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. She says, she can sit right here and watch me. Then he says, somebody said, well, she's going to have to find her a seat. This was her seat. But the woman says, she's going to have to find her a seat. In other words, thank you for your pocketbook. In other words, check this out. Here's what the woman was saying. The woman was saying, new is now. She was saying, I don't care what was going on before I came here. I showed up. When I showed up, new Say new is now. The Bible says, behold, I do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Here's the question. Shall you not know it? How do I know that I know new is here? Is I get used to pocketbooks moving. Let me see if I can make it more plain. Where stuff used to be, it can't be anymore. The way I used to do, I can't do that anymore. The way I used to act, used to talk, used to walk, used to pray. That was good for then, but this is now, and my new is now. So if I wait to do new until later, then I will delay my new. Say new is now. Now, now what would happen if you said that to the disorder in your life? What would happen if you said, I, I woke up this morning, when I woke up, the Lord spoke something very powerful to me. He said some. It, it, it was very powerful. And I said, look, you want me to say that? He said, absolutely. I said, look, that's, that's kind of strong for a Sunday. He said, I know. He says, I want him to hear it. He says, listen, he says, for many, he says, what they think is they think that their disorder and their dishonor is overlooked. He, he, he said, I don't overlook it. He says, for some, I have been protecting my name because my name is attached to them. That's Bible. 
He said, he said, but he said, make it clear, son. I know this is strong for Sunday. He said, make it clear that where there is disorder, I'm giving them one more time to bring order to their lives and to restore the honor that they used to walk in. Y'all ain't got to say nothing, but I'm just going to tell you what the Lord said. He said, because if they don't get it together this time, watch me, they're going to be the pocketbook that gets moved. Y'all ain't got to say nothing. I'm just telling you what I'm saying. What would happen if you looked at debt and say move? What would happen if you looked at stress and said move? What would happen if you looked at the people that you allow to get in your head and mess with your progress? Move. What would happen if you allow your thoughts of rejection? Move. What would happen if you told your thoughts of failure? Move. What would happen if you told those things that are blocking you? Move. This sounds so familiar to our sister last week. Because last week she told what was in her way, you about to lose your job. But this week you need to tell some stuff, listen, just move. I don't care what you do after you get out my way, just get the heck up out my way. Say that's prophetic. Here's why. Because I want to say to you, Shana Tova. Shana Tova for all of my Americans. Happy new spiritual year. It is the biblical year 5781. Now, for those of you not familiar with this, stay with me for just a moment. Here's what I need you to get. God nor the Bible are based off of the Gregorian calendar, which is named after Pope Gregory the 13th, which goes from January to December. Instead, the Bible is based off of the Hebrew calendar, and the Hebrew calendar has four different starts to the year. How many? Four. Now, this is interesting because this means God's always giving us an opportunity for a fresh start. God is always giving us an opportunity for a new beginning. You ever felt like, you know what? I just need a fresh start. God says, I built it into the system to give you four of them a year. Which means every time the season changes, I'm giving you an opportunity to have a new beginning. You're not going to dress the same way in fall that you did in summer. Why? Because it's a new beginning. You're not going to dress the same way in winter as you did in summer. Why? It's a new beginning. I need you to open your mouth and say, I'm in new. Now, 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 now. Depending on the purpose, there was one of these four different starts, which shows that not only does God constantly offer new resets and new beginnings, but he does it on purpose. In other words, God is like, I know that every now and then you're going to need to do, y'all remember Nintendo, where you, you, the, it would get stuck and you'd have to hit the reset button? And on Nintendo, you lost all your progress because they didn't come out with their memory cards until Super Nintendo. I need some of y'all to act like y'all know something about the Mario Brothers. Check this out. In other words, in the original one, watch me, I'm scared to reset because I lose progress. I'm scared to do new because I lose all of the progress I made. I'm scared to do new because if I hit reset, that means I got to go back to the beginning. But when the new system came out, they said, don't you be scared to reset because everything you've done has been saved on this memory card. What are you trying to say? I need you to let go of your fear of new because God says you're not going to lose any progress. You're not going to stop worrying about losing what you've gained because this is new. And in the new way, this you're not going to lose your progress. Open your mouth say, I won't lose any progress I've made. We're scared of new. Everybody likes talking about change until it's time to change. Change sounds amazing until it's time to do it. New sounds amazing until it's time to do it. 
New sounds great until it's time to do it. And, and here's what's amazing. Here's what's amazing to me. God says, I have built into the system that, f- that four times a year you'll get a new start. Minimum. Minimum. Say four times a year. Say minimum. Now, here's what's interesting. There's four different starts to the Hebrew calendar predicated upon the purpose. Some of the purpose was agricultural. Some of it was lunar. The year actually changes as of today, which is referred to as Rosh Hashanah. Can you say that with me? Rosh Hashanah. For my Americans, Rosh Hashanah. (laughs) In the scripture, it's known as the Feast of Trumpets. Trumpet is simply a Greek version. It's a Greek version for a Hebrew word, which is shofar. This is a ram's horn. What's interesting about the ram's horn is that to get the horn, it would imply you'd have to kill the ram. Which means a ram's horn, which is a symbol of a fresh start, it means that something had to die. (laughs) Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today not for a marriage. We are gathered here today to say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye to what? The last 12 months of frustration, aggravation, mess, drama. Today I am here to close the casket on your last 12 months. Because when the ram's horn is born, that means that something had to die so something new can begin. I just need you to imagine some of the hell you've been through the last 12 months. And I need you to just worship God. Why? That that's getting ready to come to its end. Come on. In Denver, in Atlanta, in Chicago, in Miami. I need you to let go of who walked with you the last 12 months. God says, I got some upgraded people for you. In this next 12 months, let go of your heartache, let go of your pain, let go of your failures, let go of your mistakes. Today is a brand new beginning. Today the ram's horn blows for you. You don't hear it in the background? I said the ram's horn is blowing for you. God is saying it is the beginning of a brand new spiritual year. And I need you to get excited that what was old is dead and a new beginning is here. I don't know why some of y'all are sitting there looking at me. I said worship. Somebody say new is now. Say it again. Say new is now. Just the ram's horn. Say new is now. That's what heaven is doing over your life. That's what heaven is doing over your family. That's what heaven is doing over your marriage. That's what heaven is doing over your finances. God is blowing the shofar over your life. All things are. Yeah. Yeah. Can you worship God like you in a new? Can you praise God like it's new? Come on online. Type new, 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 new. So listen, so listen, so listen, so listen, let's go. You can be seated, let's go. Say new is now. That's what that woman did. And she walked up, she said, move. Because that's my seat. Move. Because new 
is now. Move. I ain't crying over that no more. Move. I'm not chasing my grown kids to get them to act right no more. Who am I talking to? Move. I'm not struggling with that overeating this year. Move. I'm not struggling with that undereating this year. Move. I'm not struggling. Listen, either you get with the program or go find you another channel to watch. Say, move your pocketbook. So what's a feast, Bishop? In scripture, a feast is an appointed time when heaven interrupts earth. There are seven major feasts in the scripture. They're they're, they're referred to as either the Hebrew feast or biblical feast. Now, the scripture makes it clear that these are holy convocations. That means a convocation, if you grew up old school Pentecostal, convocation came around in November. (laughs) Convocation means a gathering of God's people. Specifically, it's a meeting that God sets with his people. Stop. Interesting. When we pray, when we praise, when we worship, we set a meeting with God. But a feast is when God says, I'm setting a meeting with you. And the predicated upon who summoned you determines the significance of the meeting. You miss me. If you get summoned by a manager, that's one thing. If you get summoned by the chief executive, that's another thing. If you get summoned by your equal, that's one thing. If you get summoned by the owner, that's another thing. On this day, God summons us together. And he says, I'm ready to announce new. I don't think you heard me. I don't think you heard what I said. God says, I don't care what was. I am putting a period on that. I think you need to open your mouth and say, I let it go. Don't call him no more. Don't send no follow-up message no more. There are actions where there are announcement. I don't know who that was for. Seven is the biblical number of completion. There's this word you hear us use at Harvest all the time. It blesses me now because I hear pastors everywhere using it now. I'm like, y'all ain't never used it long before. It's a, it's a blessing. Pastors I interact with, it's amazing. I'll see it. Uh, there, there's a, one of our digital family that works with a polit- particular political figure. It was amazing because we got an email. We got an email from the office wanted me to do something, and the email said, Shalom. He's running for Senate. And I, I told the chief of staff, who's, who's part of our extended digital family, I said, it's amazing to me to see the staff of the man running for governor <laughs> announcing the word that you learned from this house. So when we say we didn't come to take sides, we came to take over. God's infiltrating some people that are getting ready to seat, sit in some seats of authority and power. So much so they started talking like us. Come on here. They started speaking like us, started emailing like us. Somebody say, we don't take sides. Say, we take over. I, literally, I read the email. I said, Shalom. I said, y'all emailed everybody this? Yes. See, some of you don't even know that you doing you is influencing other people. And hear me, some people will never tell you that they're emulating you. They'll just do it. 
They'll never say thank you for what you showed them. They'll just do it. I need some of y'all to watch me to stop waiting on them to say thank you and just be your best. Watch me. Because even if they never say thank you, it doesn't matter because your influence is going to speak. Your influence is going to test. When you die, your influence is still going to be speaking for you. You didn't hear what I just said. So I need you to stop worrying. My kids didn't say thank you. Don't worry about it. Your influence is going to speak even when you are in the grave. You're still going to be running the show from the grave. Yo! So let's go. <laughs> Seven is the biblical number of completion or shalom. So when we honor the feast, we invite shalom. For many people, shalom is elusive. You, you, they never get to it because they don't honor the feast, which is God's way to get there. That's why as a Christian, you say, Bitch, we trying to be a Jew? Mm -mm -mm -mm. There's something more powerful than that. It's called Hebrew. I don't have time to teach the difference between Judaism and being a Hebrew. I don't have time to deal with that today. Uh, but you better hear me. <laughs> there is a difference. All right. Now, say shalom. shalom. When we honor the feast, we invite shalom. That's why for many of you, you've been saved for years. And then when you started honoring the feast, all of a sudden, your warfare shifted. Because even in storms, you still have shalom. Because the Bible teaches us, the Bible teaches us that these are to be honored forever. Now, there are, say with me, there are four spring feasts and there are three fall feasts. The first of the feast in the fall is the Feast of Trumpets, which is the Greek there for shofar. Say shofar. shofar. It's the blowing of the shofar. Let them hear it. Play it. Let them hear it. Let them hear it. This is the shofar. Say, this is happening for me right now. I can't play it, but let me so act like it. Now, now watch me. Now watch me. Now watch me. This represents three things. And for you, you may say, Bishop, I need to go get me one. Did they have them on Amazon? I don't know, but don't give Steve no idea. Uh, what's his name? Jeff. Don't give him no ideas. They have a whole so far department. <laughs> so, Bishop, how can I blow the so far in my own home? Mm. Psalm 47 and 5. NIV says this, God has ascended amidst your shout of joy. The Lord amid the sounding of trumpets shofar. What does that mean? I don't need to go buy a ram's horn to blow it. I have a mouth that I can use to shout. I pray you learn how to announce your own new on the count of three just for those that believe the Bible that your shout is the same as the shofar blowing on three. I want you to shout in this building and shout at your house that your new is now. One, two, three, shout! Hallelujah! 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 Somebody say my new is now. Say it again. Say my new is now. There it is. So every time I mention shofar, every time I mention shofar for the rest of this message, you got one to use. And for people say, I just don't like loud church. You know, you a lie because you like loud football games. You like loud basketball games. You even shout at baseball games. I'm trying to figure out what you shouting about. Was the hot dog that good? You shout at the movies. Like she can hear you. Get up, girl. She can't hear you. If 
you don't like loud, you're going to hate going to heaven. So just go to hell. Because the Bible says that heaven is a bunch of noise. Organized. The angels stand around his throne. Here, you come, you come over here. Come over here. Come on. Right there. Right there. Here's what they do. So this is God. Holy. You say holy back to me. Holy. 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 This happens around his throne all day. Not because he needs to be reminded, but God says, I don't need you to ever get it twisted, partner. You ain't dealing with some average run-of-the-mill God. You are dealing with Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, the first and the last. I created everything and I'll destroy everything. He is holy. That means he's distinct. Bible says, Bible says in Ezekiel that there were certain angels that when God would breathe, their bodies were like musical instruments. That when he breathed, music would play. When he breathed, music would come forth. So every time God, he breathed through them and music came out. This is why some of you, your gifts and talents don't work because they require God to breathe, not your talent. This is why some of you got to understand you need to surrender what you've got to God and use your gifts and talents in God's house. Why? So God can breathe on it. And when he breathes on it, all of a sudden what you couldn't do comes to life. So watch. So watch. The shofar represents three things. The first thing is the shofar calls order. The shofar calls order. Now listen, what is order? It means that things are in their proper place. Um, your house is out of order if your laundry is in the kitchen. Now, I'm not judging. I'm just trying to give you an example. Well, I'm getting ready to fold them. But, but what do drawers have to do on the kitchen table? I don't even want no breakfast now. I don't even want no. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Mm -mm, don't make me no eggs or nothing. I'm going to go out to eat. Y'all ain't talking to me. <laughs> okay? All right, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, out of order. God's a God of order. Hear me, Christians. God is not into you being disorderly, dishonorable, disrespectful. Like, God's not into this Beyonce generation of, I'm finna do it, I'm finna do it. And I'm not knocking Beyonce, I'm knocking the concept that sometimes, and the construct that's created that makes people think, listen, Proof that I'm somebody as I disrespected the order. That's proof that you're nobody. I need you to hear me, Christians, because Christians love to be disorderly. And you know what? It's often when it comes to church and God's house. You respect the, the, the man on your job. You respect his order. But you do it because you're doing it for a check. God says, I need you to respect my order. Because you're doing it for favor. Mm. You're doing it because you love me. You do it because I am God. That's what God says. Right? It's amazing. This is so important. I need you to get this because, well, you know, I just didn't believe in organized religion. Uh, but God doesn't believe in you. No, he loves you. He just didn't believe in that. Like, you don't get to tell God how you're going to do God. Parents, what child gets to tell you, look, mama, I don't, I don't believe in school. I ain't going. Here, come up here. 
Lay down for me. Bishop, why you got him laying? Because that's what happens when you tell your mama or your daddy. Okay. Some of you, I forgot I'm in Denver. Go in the corner and wait in time. Out of a, but for those of us that grew up in the South, we know, listen, but you, what? you don't even get an opportunity to respond because you laid out on the floor. Say it again to my face, little boy. Thank you, sir. Bible says, I'm not encouraging you to, you know, abuse, but the Bible says, spare the rod, spare the child. It says, if you hate your child, you won't correct them. This means some of you, you've never loved your children. Let me move on. This is a Sunday. Let's go. Can I, can I tell you the people who love you? The Bible says God is a father, and he corrects his children that he loves. Which means when there is no correction, there is no love. So what's proof of love? Correction. So the people who check you are the people who love you. In, in American culture, we think the ones that pacify you and coddle you and keep you on the breast, they are not the ones that love you. They're the reason that you ain't producing what you could produce. The ones that love you say, uh-uh, I will not tolerate this from you. You better get all of this together. Can we take three seconds and thank God for the people watching me that correct? Correction always comes down. Correction never flows up. That's anarchy. It flows down. Say, Lord, thank you for correction. So the shofar calls order, which means stuff that's out of order. It's in order. It goes where it's supposed to go. Windex doesn't go next to Crisco. You follow what I'm saying? Because like you can't have your cleaning supplies with your cooking supplies. Can I tell you why? Let me tell you why. One time, now I didn't put it back. I don't know who put it back, but one time. <laughs> one time, one time I went, I called myself cooking. It wasn't breakfast. That's why I say I call myself cooking. Now I can do breakfast, but them other meals, let's <laughs> go out. I grabbed, without thinking, I grabbed it, and I sprayed it. And then I, as I was putting it up, I looked at what I grabbed, and what I grabbed was Lysol. Now, it was going to be a very clean meal. <laughs> Coronavirus free, you better hear me. I <laughs> Here's the point, because things were out of order when I needed it, it wasn't readily available. Reason God is so into order is because God says there's going to be moments you don't have time to think it over overnight. You got to reach for it and it's got to be in place. Say my life is coming into order. Your family's coming into order. Your finances are coming into order. Your future's coming into order. If things are not in order, you're going to waste your time. And you don't have the luxury of the generation before you to waste your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Because God says, I need you to have it done by 35. I wish there was, I need you to have it done by 45. I need you to have it done by 55, 65. Say, I am the interruption to the dysfunction in my bloodline. Nehemiah 4.20, in the place where you hear the sound of the trumpet. So remember, where we see trumpet is shofar. Rally to us there. In other words, get in order. And when I'm in order, what does the next part of this verse say? God fights for me. 
So God is attracted to order. And when God sees order, God says, I'm going to fight for her. Not because she was right, but she's in order. Not because she's perfect, but her stuff is in order. So for many, I need you to make this practical. I need you to get your credit together. I need you to get your paperwork together. For my entrepreneurs and business owners, I need you to make sure all of your stuff is right, your bylaws are right, your operating agreements right for your LLC. I'm giving you good wisdom right here because watch me, when the opportunity comes, you don't have time to get it in order. It's got to be in order. And since you're in new, what better day to do it than today to get your stuff in order? For some of you, you know Harvest is your church and I'm your pastor. Get in Harvest you today and let's get this thing moving. Why? So now you're using your time, your talent, your thirst, your treasure, your testimony to build what God is building, which is his church. This so far does what? It calls order. And when God sees order, God says, I'll fight for her. I'll fight for him. I'll fight for them. For some of you, your marriages, they are just a, uh, the crazy cycle, right? So she wants love, so she doesn't respect. He wants respect, so he doesn't love. And God says, because neither one of y'all are in order, it's going to be a mess. And here's the thing. You think because it lasted that God favored it. Longevity does not mean success. And I need you to hear me. You will experience success in relationships. The type where when you see him, you still love him 20 years into it, 30 years into it, 40 years into it. Not perfection, but say success. Here's the second thing. You're so far. Give it to me one time. Now turn that up like we in Atlanta. Turn that up. Give me that bass. Give me that bankhead bass. Watch me. Watch me. The shofar awakens God's people from their slumber. It's the Atlanta shofar version. Say, it awakens me from my slumber. Say it again. It awakens me from my slumber. Bishop, what are you talking about? Some of you, you have been having a slumber party since the pandemic began. What's the slumber party? You invite folks over, you put on pajamas, you eat late, you eat bad. I ain't never seen a slumber party with celery, <laughs> healthy snacks. Nah. You have adult beverages. Don't y'all look at me quiet. Y'all ain't fooling nobody. Because the goal is, let's have fun tonight. You messed stuff up. For those of you who had old school, old school uh, uh, slumber parties when you were a kid, there weren't enough beds for everybody. So you made a pallet. <laughs> who knows something about that pallet game? Listen, I was an expert pallet maker. You felt better than being in the bed. I had pillows, I had footrests. Support on the edge, so in case you rolled over, you wouldn't roll onto regular carpet. I'm gonna do a YouTube tutorial, so you, cause y'all y'all just laying it out there. That ain't no pallet, that's a sheet on the carpet. A pallet requires work. Come on here. <laughs> Look, Isaiah 60 and one. 
Isaiah 61 says, Arise, get up from your spiritual depression. Isaiah is talking to God's people. He says, you've been depressed spiritually. He says, because this is only routine for you. There's no passion behind it anymore. And you, and you blame it on God. And God says, you've been at a slumber party. Because I've kept blessing you in the midst of your slumber party. So you think I'm going to keep tolerating you sleeping. Get up from your spiritual depression to a new life. Up, new is now. New is now. Say it. New is now. Back to the verse. Shine. He's like, listen, you've been dull. You've been dull because your day has consisted of waking up and going to work, which means downstairs. For some. You've been dull. You don't even, you, don't, you just come out the house now. You just come out. You just walk out the house. You just, you didn't check nothing. Listen, don't y'all look at me with that tone. I know you gussed it up real good today in church. Of all of our online family. Amen. Love you. You're like, look, I ain't even got to brush my teeth for church. We can smell it through the chat. Come on. I'm just, I'm just messing. Have fun in church. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Got to have fun in church, guys. Got to laugh. You understand what I'm saying? All right, watch. Shine. God says you've been dull. You've been dull, watch me, because you've not had any challenges to sharpen you. Because it's just been you. And you've had to hold yourself accountable. And it's easy to give yourself an A. If you could get into the computer system and change the grades, who would give themselves, you know what, I deserve an F because I didn't do good. You ain't going to do that. You're going to go in there, it's an A. I deserve an A. All oh, what I've been through. God says, this is not what about what you've been through. This is about what you're in. He says, shine. Somebody say, it's my time to shine. And when you shine, you don't have to bring attention to yourself. The way you do what you do makes people drawn to you. We live in a time where everybody is an attention whore. So everybody will, look at me, look at me, look at what I'm doing, look at me, look at us, look at us. We're eating, look at us, we're going to the mall. Look at us, we're about to have something to drink. Look at us, we're about to stand up. Look at us, we're about to sit out. Look at us, we're going to sleep. Look at us, slumber party. You have to crave attention because you don't shine naturally. But I prophesy to everybody under the sound of my voice that for these next 12 months say, I will arise and I will shine. That means I won't be dull. That means I'm going to be at the top of my game, the top of my profession, top of my, whatever I do, I'm going to do it and do it and do it well. Be radiant with the glory and brilliance of the Lord for your light has come. In other words, God says, listen, you've been saying my time, my turn, the light's on you now. I hope you got ready behind stage. I hope you got ready behind the scenes. He said, because now the lights finally come to you. And for those of you that believe this next 12 months, it will be your time to shine. Say, it's my time and my turn. Notice, church, not for our glory, but for who? But for God's glory. And the glory and brilliance of the Lord has risen upon you. So the first thing that so far does is say, get your stuff in order. The second thing that so far does, it says, get up! Sleeping all day. Get up! Taking all these naps. 
Bosses don't get breaks. Get up from your slumber. Like you used to be a prayer warrior. Now that's your prayer. Father, just bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. You used to walk the floors. You used to go room by room to your kids and take the oil. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. But God says you've been dull. You used to husband. You used to bless your wife and pray over your wife. Now you look at her, Lord, just touch. You used to pray for your spouse. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You used to pray for them. You used to be the first one at the building. And now you're the sloppiest one in the building. What in the world? Say, I won't be dull anymore. I won't be dull. No, 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 no. God says, get in order and wake up. How many of us can be honest that there's some areas where we have been in the slumber? There's areas we just been asleep. And here's the thing about a slumber. One area, you can be fully awake. The next area, you know what I'm finding? I'm finding that I set myself, I said, I'm going to watch this. And about two minutes later, I'm asleep. When I got in last night, I said, you know, this is a good documentary. I'm going to watch this. I turned it on. I'm just telling you the truth. And about, about two minutes later, because, you know, it feels like you've been asleep for hours. So I thought I woke up, it was like 3.45 in the morning. Oh, God, Jesus. I'm like, God, dog, how long has this been on? Two minutes. <laughs> I feel really judged in this room right now. Don't y'all do me like that. What does that mean? Catch the natural principle. In the natural, it's easy to fall asleep. It's easy to fall asleep and not pay attention to the fact that you're not even awake anymore. You set out with good intentions, but when it came to execute, you went to sleep. You had an amazing vision board, but when it was time to execute the vision, you went to sleep. But I need you to make this declaration and say, but I'm waking up. Come on. The best part of waking up is Jesus in your cup. Let's go. All right. Let's finish. Let me, let me get another piece of this. Romans 13, 11. There's only one more thing. We're out of here. Romans 13, 11. This amplified version of the scripture. I like this one. It says, do this. Knowing that it's a critical time. Say it's a critical time. It's the beginning of a new spiritual year. And I'll teach you more about the significance of this spiritual year. God has given you basically a three-month head start before 2020 comes to an end. God says you get a head start. And let me tell you about the significance. Because for many, you started out behind. What do you mean? Your contemporaries seemingly got a better hand than you. They got a head start. They got more. They started with more. They had different. Their hand was different. God says, but you are my son. You are my daughter. So I'm giving you three months in advance so that you're not waiting until December 31st. I'm getting you the ability to tell this year bye-bye and welcome the new year three months in advance. I need you to say, I get a head start. In real estate, they call certain things pocket listings. It means certain things haven't been released. Certain things haven't been opened. Certain people, it's not on the market. It's not in the MLS, the listing. It's not out there. What happens is, is that if you get in early, the thought is that you will be able to get what you want. And then simultaneously, the idea is to get a good deal because nobody else has been able to see. Back that up. I hasn't seen. 
ear hasn't heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man the things God has prepared. What does that mean? The purpose of this feast is God says, I'm giving you a head start. Because while everybody else is still trying to finish 2020, you've already started 21. God, don't. While everybody else is trying to figure out what am I going to do in the new year, you already making plans. You already looking at houses. You already looking at opportunities. You already you're looking at your next. I'm not stuck in my yesterday. Somebody say new is now. Romans 13:11. Do this knowing that it's a critical time. It's already the hour for you to awaken from your sleep. What does Amplified say? Your spiritual. Here's the next one. Complacency. So Isaiah says there's spiritual depression. Romans says there's spiritual complacency. What's the difference? Depression implies regression. In other words, moving backward. Complacency means not moving at all. You pray the same way you prayed last year. We worship the same way. You've been worshiping that way since you got saved. God says at least raise it up and move it. Now, now I need you to catch the point. God says, listen. It's not that you are spiritually depressed. He says that you're spiritually complacent. There's nothing about your spirituality that's improved. He says, and the only time I really hear, the, hear real, real, real spirituality from you is when you go through hell. So for some of you, you wonder, why do I keep going through stuff? God says, because that's the only time I can get you not to be complacent. But I think there's some of us today on this Rosh Hashanah that can say, Lord, I don't need no more hell in order to get the message. I don't need no more storms to get the message. In fact, I rise up from my spiritual complacency, which means my prayers are going to be at another level. My worship will be at another level. My giving will be at a, me forgiving people will be at another level. Because I'm not complacent. He says, for our salvation is near now than it was before. What does that mean? You're closer now than you were before. <laughs> what is Rosh Hashanah? I'm closer. What is Rosh Hashanah? I'm closer. What is Rosh Hashanah? I'm closer. And for some of you, you closer to your healing than you've ever been. You are closer to your whole family being saved than you've ever been. You are closer to paying your debt off than you've ever been. You are closer to walking in God's purpose for your life than you've ever Everybody say, I'm closer. Type it on the screen. Say, I'm closer. I know. I got to quit. I got to finish. He says, you're closer than before. So I need you not to be complacent. Say, I will not be depressed. I will not be complacent. Here's the last thing the shofar does. Here it is. Y'all ready? The shofar declares victory. <laughs> Somebody say, say victory. Say victory. Let me give you the scripture. Stay right there. Let me give you the scripture. Numbers 10 and 9. When you go to war, I'm going to show you how to win. You ready? Y'all in here? All my digital family, y'all in there? I'm doing the emojis. 
And when you're dealing with your family, you miss them. Because for some of you, that's where your war is. When you're dealing with your relatives, when you're dealing with the bank, when you're dealing with your coworkers, when you're dealing with the people who intended to use you, but what they don't know is they don't even have the power to use you. Because God says, you thought you were using her, I used it as seed. You thought you were using him, I used it as seed. I need you to open your mouth and say, I've never been used. Say, because with God, it's all seed. Listen, when you're a person that pours, you can often feel like people use you. Who am I talking to? You can often feel like people use you, take advantage of you. And God says, they don't even have the power to do that. Because with me, the kingdom operates by seed, time, and heart. God says, if you don't release it, you're never going to see it. So God says, she didn't even have the power to use you. He didn't even have the power to use you. That's above their pay grade. Because since I paid the price for you, God says they don't have the power in order to get you to do something that is not something I'm going to use to benefit because they're not the owner. The owner gets all of the benefit of the use of what's owned. So look, it says, when you go to war, here it is, in your land. Land, land in scripture, there's a Greek word, G, G-E, which means life. This Old Testament, it's the same meaning, different word. It says that when you go to war in your life against an adversary that oppresses you, trying to push me down and push me back. Let's see if we got it. Trying to what? Push me down, push me back. Trying to do what? Push me down and do what? Push me back. That would make me complacent. That would make me depressed. And the Bible just told me when the shofar sounded, can't be none of that. You're going to sound an alarm. Remember, when we see trumpet, what does it mean? Shofar. It says, when you're in war, I need you to stop focusing on your enemy. And I need you to get your shout game together. I need you to get your praise game together. I need you to get your worship game together. Because what I need you to do is sound an alarm with the trumpets, which means what? The shofar. And here's what happens. You'll be remembered. God says, in other words, I'm seeking shouters. You can look at me all you want. You can sit at your house and not do nothing and just rock like that all you want. I need you to open your mouth, baby girl. I need you to open your mouth, sir. God says, I am seeking a shouter because when I hear the alarm sounded, they're going to be remembered. And watch this last part. And you shall be saved from your... I just wish you knew that today was the sounding of the shofar. Today is the sounding of the trumpets. I'm telling the next 12 months, you will give me victory. You will give me favor. You will give me success. You will bless me to be a blessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. 
One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.